Welcome to Wayward Bodies, a show about our bodies and the messy places that they meet the world. I'm your host, Ellie Bauer-Johnston. Each episode, we'll be exploring embodiment, body liberation, creativity, healing, and how we can start to show up as our whole selves. Hello, hello. Welcome to Wayward Bodies, the the return, season two. We are back. My name is Ellie Bauer Johnston. I am an embodiment guide and a breath and rest teacher. And it has been a minute since I was in your ears. Um, it's been six months, in fact, and I am so glad to be back. Little nervous. Feel like maybe I've forgotten how to ride this particular bike, but I'm sure we'll pick it back up swiftly enough. So it's it's been six months since the last episode of Wayward Bodies. And just in case you're either new here or it's been six months and you've forgotten like what happened in the last season, Wayward Bodies is a podcast for people who are curious about how to live more fully in their body, live more fully in their life as, you know, to express themselves as the, the entirety of themselves. And yeah, last season I had a flock of amazing guests talking about just that. We talked about adorning ourselves and kind of self-expression. We talked about embodied sexuality. We talked about the infinite onion of awakening, as you do. Um, We talked about praxis. Um, If you haven't heard any of last season, or if there's some stuff that you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I'd love to go back and revisit that. I can really recommend revisiting some of those conversations. There is so much good stuff in there. Um, And in the final episode of last season, I talked about going dark. It was recorded just before the winter solstice. So towards the end of November, and there was, you know, that real traditional seasonal pull being in the Northern Hemisphere to draw inwards to kind of like shed and hibernate and curl in and I very confidently said at the end of the episode that that season two would return early in 2022 and as I record this it is June 1st and I not only did not return early in 2022 but I can no longer to even claim to have returned in the first half of the year. Um, And in this episode, we're kind of going to go into why. There's a little bit of like personal detail of, you know, the last six months have been very tumultuous. And so we're going to kind of go into a little bit of like what came out of that. And we're also going to chat about burnout and how our nervous system works and how we can return to ourselves post-exhaustion. Uh, and what what might lie in those fertile fields. But before we get into all of that, uh, there are a few things that I need to let you know about. So the first is that I made a gift for you. I have created the Radical Rest Studio. I mean, given the sort of theme of this episode, perhaps you might understand that rest is a really big focus of my my own practice and my teaching of late. Um, and I mean, frankly, everyone I know is exhausted 
like maybe one or two people. We've been through a lot over the last couple of years and like this shit just keeps coming. So the Radical Rest Studio is a, a space for you to find what nourishes you so that you might be able to move away from being completely burnt out and start to nourish yourself in a manner that actually feels restful. Um, we're going to kind of go into this in a bit more detail over the next couple of weeks. We'll be like sort of delving into the particular areas of the Radical Rest Studio. Um, but essentially it is a, a Notion dashboard created and full of ways to be less exhausted uh, and more present in your life. Um, so there is a list of a hundred ways to rest. There's a yoga nidra based around one of my own kind of personal rest touchstones, um, which is the queen of pentacles from the tarot. Um, very like water and earth energy. Uh, there is a breathwork practice for slowing the fuck down. There are journaling questions to kind of scrabble beneath, uh, the surface and sort of figure out why resting can be so hard. Um, so if you want to get your hands on it right now, then you can head over and grab it. If you're already on the new, on the, the mailing list, on the Substack sub stack mailing list, then I will be sending it out. I probably will have already sent it out by this point. But yeah, if you're not on the mailing list, then head over to the show notes or to elliebauerjohnston.substack.com and sign up. And the Radical Rest Studio is yours to explore and play with. I hope it serves you well. It is has been a delight to create. And um, yeah, this comes with a lot of soft pillows and... And reminders that uh, your worth is not based on how productive you are. So yeah, okay. This is my, my single announcement, I think. So let's get into the episode. So we're going to talk about burnout and how that plays out in our, in our bodies. But I think let's actually start with how that plays out on a more esoteric level, on a energetic level, on a spiritual level, on a relationship to yourself and the world level, because I am fascinated by the way the nervous system works and by the physicality of uh, our bodies. But what is more impactful in my life, what is more impactful in my clients' lives is not getting their bodies working properly, but the impact that echoes out into the rest of their life, right? Because when we have capacity to regulate our nervous systems, when we have the, the space to rest and replenish ourselves, when we are not treating ourselves as if we are a never-ending font of giving, then then life feels better, <laughs> straight up. Life feels so much better. Um, 
you know, we don't wake up dreading the morning. We are less anxious. We are more creative. We are more connected to the world and to our relationships, able to be to be present to ourselves, to one another. And I, I say we, but I actually mean me, because if we flash back to November 2021, I was none of those things, really. I felt like I was scraping the ground, trying to find anything to get me through. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing to say that as somebody who does this as her work, as somebody who, who knows the things, um, but sometimes the things are harder to put into practice than they are to say, you know. Um, so... Yeah, twenty you know, November twenty twenty one, closed the uh the season of the podcast, put my business into kind of like maintenance mode as it were, so like paired back to a handful of fantastic clients, but like wasn't growing, wasn't pushing, and essentially went into hibernation. And I wish I could say that that was because I consciously, deeply, really knew that that was something that I needed, but it was very much like I, I had no choice but to do that. There was no way that I just knew that I could not continue scraping the ground, trying to find the next crumb of sustenance. And I was like, there has to be a different way to do this. And, you know, as with, as with all change, the, the different way to do this means that we have to do something differently. Because whether we like it or not, our bodies tell the truth. <laughs> there is no escaping it. Our bodies will tell us the truth and they will keep telling it to us until until we listen. Uh, so yeah, the next six months became a practice of honouring what was actually true. And perhaps this is a good place to kind of run through a nervous system 101. I mean, I know a lot of you are movement educators and people who work in wellness generally, you probably have a fairly solid understanding of how the nervous system works, but I kind of never tire of hearing it and maybe you don't either. So bear with me. Um, so our nervous system is an amazing thing. It innovates our whole body. Uh, and one part of our nervous system is the autonomic nervous system. This is the side that does everything without you having to think about it. So the side that beats your heart and digests your food and breathes your breaths when you're not paying attention to them. Um, so this is the, the autonomic nervous system, which then has two sides that dance together, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is the side of activation. Uh, it is the side that switches on when you need to run away from a tiger, to use a very, very well-used example. Uh, it's also the side that switches on when you get a text that might be a bit stressful from your boss. Um, and then we have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the, the settling side. It's, you know, what is traditionally thought of as like rest and digest, um, which is the side where you are able to digest your food, 
reproduce, uh, sleep, um, be in relationship with one another. Uh, and so, you know, when things are good, we are able to dance between the two. You know, we need both sides of this. Our sympathetic nervous system gets us up in the morning. Our parasympathetic nervous system calms us down when we've had that slightly stressful text from our boss. But when the dance doesn't work, when things get out of kilter and we spend more time in the sympathetic side of the nervous system, the the fight, the flight, the freeze, then problems emerge. And as you might imagine, as you might have experienced, plenty of us have spent a lot of time in the sympathetic nervous system. And with that comes a bunch of impacts <laughs> from the physical side. You know, if we are not moving back into rest and digest, then we can't rest or digest. So you get insomnia, you get tense muscles, you get upset stomach, you get uh, kind of just headaches and low energy because your body is constantly ready to deal with incoming attack of some form. And, you know, again, moving towards the more esoteric side of things, if we are chronically in our sympathetic nervous system, there are potential feelings of being overwhelmed, being out of control, uh, not being able to relax or quiet your mind, even when you have space to do so, um, you know, becoming easily agitated or frustrated, um, feeling lonely or disconnected or numbed or sort of apart from the world. And oof, that is not a fun place to be. And so what I've been learning and practicing and putting into action over the past six months is how to not, how to move out of that, how to return to a sense of aliveness that actually feels alive and connected and like you can move back and forth between activation and settling so that you're not just on all the time. And there are always many paths, everybody has their own way out and through and everybody kind of wayfares their way through. There is no, no easy answer that I can hand down to you, unfortunately. Um, but if you're at a point of exhaustion and overwhelm and overextension and burnout, then one of the first steps is going to be remembering how to rest. And what rest is what is restful might look really different to what you imagine it is. It might not be naps and pillows and fluffiness. In fact, one of the most restorative and important things that I have learnt and been practicing over the last six months is closing the stress cycle, is learning ways to not just swallow down and stifle stress, but to let that energy complete. So dancing, screaming, 
energizing your body, shaking can kind of tell your body that that moment of stress is done. And if that doesn't happen, and you know, so many of us, especially if you are, if you are raised as females, so many of us have learnt not to make those big noises, not to be rowdy too much, you know, explosive. And if we don't let that stress cycle come to an end, then that gets stuck. We get stuck in kind of uncompleted stress, like like the three dots of a message not written, not finished. So yeah, completing the stress cycle, number one in moving through burnout and relearning rest. The second thing is, you know, I didn't, I don't really mean for this to be a list, but I do love to list things. So I guess we're in this now. Uh, The second thing that I have been practicing and that has been hugely transformative over the last six months is a deep interrogation of urgency and its twin force. And I think if you, if you work in the world, (laughs) if you raise children in the world, if you exist in the modern world, you probably know the feeling of urgency. Uh, It is the email sent on Thursday evening that needs a response before the meeting the next morning. It's the feeling of a full calendar, back to back, no spaces to breathe. And more internally, it's the feeling of, oh, I have to get this done right now. There is no way that I could do it another time. There is no space for me to go slow. This has to happen right now. And of course, you know, some things do have to happen right now. Sometimes things are on fire. You know, you don't want to take your time with that. But we live in a a world where immediacy and instantaneousness and, uh, you know, like the quick fix is the only language that we speak. It's like the water we swim in. Um, And so to... To practice deeply interrogating when that urgency arises, whether it's coming from the outside or whether it's coming from your own internal story. And to concurrently notice when you are forcing, when you are forcing yourself to do things even though your body, your energy, your spirit is like, you know what, can we not? But you have to. You tell yourself you have to. You kind of chivvy yourself along into the thing, even though so much of you is saying no. And it can be kind of galling to start to notice Um yeah, how, how deeply entrenched urgency and immediacy and force are in the way that you move through the world, the way that you treat yourself. But as with, as with anything, you can't change something that you don't see. 
So that is my second invitation to you if you're burnt out and trying to find a way through is to really start paying attention to the places that you force, to the places that you feel that kind of push of urgency coming out. And notice how it shows up in your body. And then the third thing on my accidental list is trust. It might be the hardest of all of the practices. I walked around with the word trust written on my left index finger for months on and off. And slowly, 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 it kind of worked its way into my life, uh, into the way that I move in the world. And it's such a challenging practice because it's such a countercultural practice. It goes against the culture that we live in to trust that things will be okay, that things will happen without you having to make every piece of it happen. To trust that that you can surrender, that you can step back, that you are held. It requires the capacity to receive, to, to surrender, to soften, to open all of these very femme qualities and to talk about trust we're going to have to talk about like femme and mask energy Uh, and I find the languaging of this quite challenging still because I don't subscribe to a binary view of the sexes nor do I just subscribe to you know the idea that Females are open and males are strong. Um, But you could also use the language yin and yang. You could use the metaphor of inhale and exhale. So what we're talking about is a quality of energy rather than sex or gender or anything quite so tangible as that. (laughs) Well, saying that gender is tangible. Um, Anyway, but everybody uh, has an interplay of these two energies. It's, it's, as I said, it's the, the inhale, the exhale. It is the daytime, the nighttime. It is, you know, when they're in balance, again, we're back to that sort of dancing balance. When they're in balance, they complement each other, they they weave together. When they're out of balance, when, say, imagine you live in a culture that celebrates energies that could be classified as mask and downplays slash punishes energies that could be classified as femme, then you get some problems. And so... Yeah, part of the last six months, part of moving through burnout has been learning to be in relationship with softness, with opening, with trust, and to hold that in my body. It's gone hand in hand with unlearning urgency and force. 
And a couple of the ways that I've been practicing this sense of trust is to move in cycles, to follow the own rhythms of my body, to follow the own rhythms of the seasons, to trust what is coming up from my my body, to trust that it is telling me the truth and that I can believe it and I can act in accordance. And also is to spend more time in nature, to walk and notice, you know, notice the plants around me, notice the animals around me, notice the way that that changes as time goes on. So yeah, that the practice of trust is part of why it's been six months since you last heard from me, <laughs> um, because to do any earlier would have been force, would have been push. Um, which is to say that I'm really glad to be back. And I think that brings our episode to an end today, hopefully leaving you with some places to start if you're feeling exhausted. First being completing the stress cycle. Second being interrogating urgency and force and watching where they arise in your life. And the third being trust and a renegotiation of the dance between energies so we will leave it there for today uh thank you so much for joining me for this returning episode of wayward bodies season two there's some really amazing guests coming up in the next couple of episodes Uh, But before we get there, we've got next episode, which is going to be diving into 100 ways to feel less exhausted, followed by an episode on how to slow the fuck down, and then a bounty of amazing guests talking about ritual and breath work and rest and neurodivergence and uh, ancestral practices. There is so much good stuff coming up. I'm really excited to share it with you. In the meantime, don't forget that the Radical Rest Studio is there waiting for you, ready to support your own practices of rest. You can head to the show notes and download from there, or you can go to elliebauerjohnston.substack.com to get your copy. If you want to get in touch about anything in today's episode or in like the last season of episodes as well, then I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can drop me an email at waywardbodies at protonmail.com. And I'm sure you know how podcasts work, but if you are into what is going on here, if you want more people to be able to find this embodiment work and these conversations, then head to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, review, do all of the things because it really helps more folks like you find the show. If you're ready to get serious about your own rest and you want some support while you do that, then that is what I do. Um, There are a bunch of ways that you can work with me. I have space for one-to-ones at the moment that can either look like the glorious deep dive that is my Wayfinder program in which we hang out for six months, find what works for you. You get this deep, deep support in your unfolding If that feels like a bit too much commitment right now, then you can join me for a touchstone session, 
which is a 90-minute session a la carte whenever you need it. People use these as monthly touchstones just to kind of have a space to check in with themselves. People use these as kind of in transitional moments as a little extra support. Um, it is breath practice, it is rest practice, it is embodiment practice, whatever you have the need for at the time the practice is shaped around you. So if either of those sound like what you need right now, then you can head to my website, anotherpractice.com, and you'll find all of the details there. And everything is always in the show notes anyway, so you can just find those links down below. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that's it. It is such a pleasure to be back with you to kind of shake off the cobwebs and get back to Wayward Bodies podcasting. I will speak to you next time with that list of a hundred ways to be less exhausted. But until then, big love. <laughs>